Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the 2019 Niles McKinley Red Dragons Football Podcast, powered by Brandon Miller State Farm Insurance, located in Niles, Ohio. Welcome back to another edition of the 2019 Niles McKinley Red Dragon Football Podcast. And we are now 2-0. and Fantastic opportunity to talk to Coach after the impressive road win up at Mount Union facing the Alliance a- Aviators. Coach Perry, congratulations to you and the team. Um, I think more importantly, not only is it a road win to get you guys off the 2-0, and but it's a quality road win. Uh, how special was it knowing that you, uh, you know, were able to bring home a victory? Well, it was a it was a huge game, I think, for our program, uh, really for our kids, because uh, uh, you know I always said you can't fool kids. You know, we we can throw up a team that maybe is not great on film and say, uh, you know, these these guys are uh, these guys are the, the Chicago Bears, and then vice versa. You know, they see someone good, I think they realize right away, you know, what they're up against. So we knew that this was a quality opponent. Uh, just after you know, seeing them uh, you know beat Hubbard uh, the way they did, which we actually thought that score should have maybe been a little bit uh, bigger on Alliance's end. So uh, it was a great challenge. It was a great atmosphere for anybody that made oh, it up to the fantastic. game. Uh, playing at Mount Union was special, and then I really have to say thank you to our fans because they, uh, you know, that, that, that's a decent uh, decent uh, distance to travel. And we had a great crowd, and it was just all around. Obviously, a great night. It was. It was a great night. The be from Niles. I mean, again, the the team played wonderful. The fan base was there. I, I mean, I looked at least from our side that we had more fans on the Niles side than than the home side, which I thought was, you know, they see us coming in. They they had to leave. They're pretty impressed by just not only the football team but the whole way Niles as a community kind of came together to support the team. I think that the I guess the cool thing with that game just in general, if you go back to the tradition of those schools. I, I was surprised to see we, we probably played Alliance, I think, about 35 times, uh, you know, over the course of years, which you wouldn't think with the distance between us that would be the case. But they were in the league together when it was that old All-American. And uh, 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 Mr. Feudy, you remember Mr. Feudy from our days at, at Niles McKinney. He was our guest speaker before the game, and he talked about how his, his uh, they tied him, and he thought that they would have had another state championship had they not had tied in 1962. So there's just a lot of history there. So I'm sure there were some folks on the Alliance side that remember all that, too. In fact, one of their reporters who had done some stories leading up to the week, he, he was a big Alliance history buff. So huh. uh, he was real excited that we were renewing the uh, series there. And uh, so that added a, a little extra element there. And obviously to get on that bus and uh, head home uh, with the victory, uh, as, I, as I told you before, beats the alternative, that's for sure. It definitely beats the alternative. Once again, you're listening to the 2019 Niles McKinley Red Dragons football podcast powered by Brandon Miller State Farm Insurance located in none other here in Niles, Ohio. And if you're looking for that insurance car, home, um, everything you need, uh, check out Brandon, um, big supporter of the program, and we'd like to show that support back to him. Um, now, you're 2-0. you got East coming in this Friday at the Bo Ryan Stadium. Um, now, because there's always got to be something, Coach. There always has to be something. How do you keep these kids humble and not too excited, too cocky, where you know East doesn't come in here and kind of surprise them? How do you kind of keep this team level-headed? Yeah, football coaches, that's an age-old question, Bo. Uh, you know, I, I would 
like to think that, you know, while we do have some positives coming here, I would like to think that our kids understand that uh, the team coming in here uh, – uh, really, it was a, a tremendous team last year. They were within a play or two of beating Gerard, and you know, we, Gerard ended up in the state championship game. Uh, and uh, you know, they beat us last year. I mean, I thought we did play. That was a game where I thought our kids played pretty well against them. We, you know, we took that in late into the game, but uh, uh, they're they're 2-0 again this year, and they scored 60 some points that week. So <laughs> if we come in here uh, with a, with a sense of arrogance and a situation like this, then we, we got some big problems. So I don't expect that to happen. I, I think our kids uh, uh, are excited. And I, as I told them today before practice, uh, you've put yourself in this situation. Uh, but just understand that, that the uh, fire is going to get a little hotter and brighter uh, each step up the ladder as we try to go forward. And it will definitely go at hotter as this team hopefully continues this winning streak. Um, I was talking with a few of your players earlier today after we uh, did some of the, the Dragon player spotlight. And, uh, you know, I asked them, I go, you know, stay humble, make sure you're focused on this week. And, uh, you know, they said 2-0 is just the beginning. So, uh, you know, week by week. So I think it's a good mindset uh, that you're delivering, and obviously uh, that's kind of sinking in what you're preaching to them. Um, so we kind of did this a little bit last week, and, and I was, you know, we, we've been doing this show for, you know, last year and then this year, and we usually talk a little bit before and after the games, and I really got the sense that you, you felt that this team really could go to Alliance and deliver a win, and they did that. Uh, where did that come from? Because we talk, you never, I mean, you've never come on or we've spoke privately where you're like, I think we're, you know, yours. But it just seemed like a sincere, like, we're going to do this. I think, you know, you just watch so much film and you, you, you see so much. And sometimes film's hard because you're not there seeing it. But we had an opportunity to go up there and watch a game. And uh, I think seeing it in person. You know, we're looking at our kids all week, and, and, you know, we like this match up here. Or, you know, and really the physicality I thought we played with with Hallen was important because I thought that's what we needed to bring to Alliance. And I'll say, and you were in the stands, you could tell me if you feel this way, I think that's by far the most physical game we played on defense. I thought Joe Gallo ran through with the soul of the one kid. I've never, that was, I, I, I prayed for that child. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I really think that, that the way, and I, you know, in a close game like that, you know, it does take the will out of out of the opponent. But I kept telling our kids, and uh, look, get this game into the fourth quarter and you'll win it. Because when we were up there, the other thing that you don't necessarily see on film, we saw their kids with their hands on their hips uh, coming out with cramps, and, and, and we didn't have any of that week one. So we really felt like, listen, guys, just keep playing, keep playing, keep playing. And uh, that was our game plan going in, get it in the fourth quarter. Right at the end of the first half, and right before we hit that field goal, we, our kids noticed that and told me, huh. Coach, they're getting tired. So I think that preaching of that all week, and then they saw it, and then uh, Chipper hits that 45-yarder uh, really going away. I mean, it probably, was. He probably had a good he 55 a, on that. Oh, but, definitely. Uh, that, I think that really kind of cemented their mind. Uh, but where it came from me, Bo, is, is just at some point you have to start believing the trend. Like I said, you know, they're just passing scrimmages, but you go in there and you perform well and all those. And then two scrimmages, you perform well. And you just have the feeling, even if you go back to last year and you win the last three straight, you know, you just, when that momentum's going, I think even as a coach you believe it. And I think our kids now, you know, uh, having won five straight now, they have a belief that when they step on the field, they got a shot to win. And, and, and I'm telling you, when you're dealing with 16, 17-year-old kids, that is 
more than half the battle. So uh, I don't think we'll walk on the field this year. I'm not saying we're going to win them all, but I know we'll, we'll have a belief that we can, and that's important. That is a definitely, definitely an important thing to kind of have that in your mindset. I mean, mental's half the battle. If you can uh, win up there, you kind of win on the field. Uh, that fourth and one, uh, I, I like to call because, I mean, you guys had them back down in their field. Not much time left, even if they, you know, and they're gonna they gotta travel what 80, 90 yards if they're gonna and they have to score a touchdown. So I mean, regardless, it was gonna come down to them scoring a touchdown. But what was your mindset and why that call? Well, you know, at that point, I can tell you if it was backed up further, we would have punted. Uh, we had a lot of options on there. One, one of the biggest ones where I was is we were gonna run a fake field goal there. <laughs> and uh, I kind of got talked out of that. And, I don't know, maybe that was the right call. But at the end of the day, if you have one yard to win a football game, you got to be able to do that. And sometime during this year, we're going to need to get that yard. We didn't get it there. You know, that that's something that needs to be addressed. Uh, uh, when we watch film nowadays, we're trying to limit it where we don't watch it all. But that was one of the plays we watched. And uh, I can tell you it was pretty uh, easy to identify why we didn't get that yard there. And that needs cleaned up. But you, if you have a yard to win a football game, I, th I think you ultimately, and the kids wanted to do it, and that, I do factor that in when I'm making that decision, uh, go get a yard and, and put the game away because we would have really salted that clock way down at that point in time. So, uh, you know, it, it's obviously it's a gamble, but it's a calculated risk. We, we believed uh, uh, we could get a yard, and we have to have that mentality. And, and like I said, we're going to have to clean that up. But, uh, yeah, we, we were going to we were gonna go for it one way or another. We had a couple different things dialed up, and, and uh, you know, maybe the play call wasn't the greatest, but I still think if we block it right, we get that yard. Yeah, well, you know, and I, I did. I like to call, and, you know, we had we saw a couple long special team returns, so my mindset was even if you don't get it, they're not getting that opportunity to return the ball, maybe get good field percentage. No matter what, they're going to be stuck down there and have a long field to travel with limited time. And, and, uh, and then you and came with up with the, the big... With the field goal, I mean, I don't think we would have kicked the field goal no matter what. Yeah. Just, you know, in high school, like things, you know, they go in there and block a kick. It's not like the NFL where you're getting a snap that's just, we time our snaps. We know where we're at, and you know we know that it's good, but it's not great all the time. And just a lot can happen there. And you're still only up. They still need a touchdown to bring it to overtime. It wasn't like it changes it, uh, you know, from a field goal to a touchdown. So I, I do think that that you know I, I'm happy with the decision. I wasn't happy with the execution. Excellent. Now, now I, I was up in the stands. I'm jotting down notes. You see, I got a litany of papers and notes. Uh, you know, and I went through. Kind of, I loved, I love '63 and '67. What, what is that, Helmick and, and Weiss? Weiss, yeah. Weiss. I mean, I thought, that, I thought, I thought Sean did a terrific job. It seemed like those guys were just getting great penetration on their quarterback to kind of force him, make him uncomfortable. I, I, that was my thought. I don't know. You, you no. know more than me. Uh, no, no. Yeah, it's, a, it's a great observation because I think we were able to move the line of scrimmage. You know, when you get your defensive tackles to do that. Now I can tell you, both of those guys, and they'll be the first to tell you, they moved the line of scrimmage when they weren't supposed to about three or four times when we jumped off sides on third. <laughs> it happened. It did. They're eager. And, they're eager. Yeah, you know, that's a, that's that double. The reason they're able to get off the ball, you have to live. You know, you can live with one of those a game. You can't live with three or four of those. Uh, but they certainly, they certainly did, and I thought our defensive ends as well, uh, Klein and uh, and Brandon Hayes, um, um, did an excellent job. Because if those guys are eating up blocks like that, that means our linebackers are running free. And like you said, you see our guys coming downhill with Joe Gallo and and Mays and Longer yeah, and those Mays, guys, and they they were they were, they were putting that extra hat on that that quarterback and. Uh, 
uh, you know, that wears on that kid as the game goes on. And uh, I thought it was an outstanding yeah, run 50, defensive performance. 50 so. Klein, I had yeah. jotted down many times. I mean, Hayes, it seemed like every time the announcer came on the PA, it was uh, Brandon Hayes on the He had like a Chris Spillman type tackle day, <laughs> I think. I don't know his numbers. Uh, number 12, I thought 12 did a fabulous oh, job. That's Brandon Hayes. Uh-huh. Oh, there you go. Yeah, Brandon, I just, again, I thought he did well. Um, the Joe Gallo tackle, I thought was uh, again. I I, I would I, I would not want to be the on the other side of that. Obviously, uh, Seth with the big touchdown play, uh, Alan I with the humongous INT. I mean, that was like a movie script play. Take us through that one. I mean, you see the ball, the play develop, and then yeah. So I'll try to give you this the best I can because our defensive coaches obviously, uh, you know, had us ready for that, but. Um, so we get the timeout, it's fourth down, and I don't know what the yardage was. Uh, but it just popped through my head where I said, you know, I know as a play caller sometimes I have to tell myself, think players, not plays. And 81 had yeah. really made some nice plays for them. He made the touchdown, so, and, then, and uh, they were going to him. Yeah, and, and then uh, 24 was the other. And, you know, I just I don't get in the way of our defensive guys too much, but I did say, hey, look, Think players not plays. They're going to 81 or 24. Yes, and uh, um, Al and I, as it was, it was almost like a trick play where they were they were kind of rolling out to the right and they were trying to sneak him back on the left. So as they rolled away from Al and I, and you'd have to ask him, but I think what he realized he when his area of coverage was really kind of going to be dead because they were rolling away. And as he went and turned his eyes, 81 was coming right to him, so he just sat right underneath him. And then that ball went up in the air, and to me it was like, oh, boy, this is a 50-50 ball. And, you know, that kid had proven to be an exceptional uh, receiver there. Uh, but Al and I high-pointed the ball, which you always, you know, that's just one of those everyday drills you do, high-point the ball, and he, and he did. And then obviously, you know, the big run back, and we were able to take the knee. So uh, just, uh, you know, it goes back to, like I said, a little drill maybe you've done a hundred times all summer, and a coach just saying, "Hey, watch this," and a little extra recognition all came together at the right moment. And uh, I think that that play will be remembered in uh, you know in all our minds yeah. uh, for a long, long time. Yeah. And uh, you know, and then the thing I don't want to I don't want to I don't want to spill who our guest is because we always put the coach on first, and then our player spotlight with the red dragon comes on afterwards. But we spoke to him earlier. And then I was actually speaking to Kyle, 17, because um, we're actually in the coach's office and we have a senior night for girls soccer right now going on. But uh, I told him uh, he almost his timing on the uh, the snap, on the punt. I mean, it was. I, I thought he was going to get an offside penalty. That's how in sync. But Kyle said it was uh, film study. Yeah. And you're the guest that you brought to the show today was talking about the film study, and I said, how'd you guys have that success? And he was talking about the guy that he played against. I just thought it was a nice wrinkle that these kids just aren't going to school. They aren't just doing it, but they're actually studying film, and they're picking it up. It's kind of sticking. How does that make you feel? Yeah, well, that's when you know that's when you know that uh, uh, the kids are dialed in, you know, when they come to you and say, hey, I was looking at, <laughs> you know, it, it, you know, I've been around it where you, you, you say to a kid, and you could tell he hadn't even seen the film. So, uh, you know, those guys, and uh, again, Coach Leonard, I, I know we've had our issues on uh, special teams, but it's not for lack of preparation. And uh, they had picked up a, uh, a hand signal of a guy on their punt, and when he moved his hand, they were snapping the ball. So, uh, you know, and you could see that on film to point out, and obviously the kids had looked at that. So we felt like we were going to block a punt. I mean, in fact, 
you know, we say to ourselves, this week we block a punt. And uh, we were close, obviously, uh, a few times there. And, uh, you know, those offensive linemen, they, they've really they've really turned that into uh, a brotherhood. And, and they're in the film room a lot and grading themselves out. And uh, it's, it's, it's nice to see that uh, that's really paying off for us. Awesome stuff. Once again, the 2019 Niles McKinley Red Dragons football podcast powered by Brandon Miller's State Farm Insurance located here in Niles, Ohio. Um, a couple more guys. I mean, we uh, we know you me- you mentioned Chase. Uh, I thought he had a couple big receptions as well, Seth, with the, the, the go-ahead touchdown. But obviously those balls were being delivered by your quarterback, number eight, uh, Zach Leonard. Um, I thought the scramble he had where he juked out the defender and just darted in. I mean, he's just so quick and he's just like a little... And, uh, you know, it's surprisingly quick. Uh, but your, his performance and uh, your thoughts, and no turnovers. I mean, you have to love how the team protected you know, the that, ball. That, that's an underrated uh, part of that game. You know, that game kind of where I figured we were going to win is when they uh, muffed the punt, where it went off the kid's foot. And if you can avoid those kind of things, you know, as I told you last week, if we had, you know, had the turnovers like we had against Howland, uh, you know, it, it might have been a, a different story there. So, uh, just huge the way Zach controlled the whole game. Uh, quickly, we were in a situation that we didn't feel like we could run the ball, so we had to go to what we call our Air Force package when we bring the extra wide receivers in and spread them out. And he was just distributing the ball. And then, again, a kid like him in a close game, uh, he is a competitor. And it's just plain and simple. He, he's probably the most fiery you know, I'll compliment another kid. Sean Weiss is like that. I think that the the bigger the game is, Sean gets going a little yeah, bit better. I love but, this uh, performance. Uh, Zach, Zach's a competitor, and uh, you know that's what you want at the end of the game. You know, he, he's telling me, uh, not in a selfish way, keep the ball in my hands. Keep the ball in my hands. He wants to, to salt the game away, and uh, uh, you know, certainly we try to do that uh, with him. But he just made some outstanding plays. The 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 touchdown to Seth to take the lead was great, but the one before that when he uh, didn't have his initial uh, go-to on the read and he rolls out to the right. And again, this goes back to a drill we did all August, a scramble drill. When the play breaks down, what do you do? You know, If you go back, you can see our receivers did exactly what we do in scramble drill. Hits Jeremy Hall in the end zone there. And, uh, uh, you know, you knew at that point, even though we were still down, that, that this was... I, it was going to happen. It just <laughs> felt like at that point in time it was going to happen. And, uh, you know, again, our coaches coaches coming up and, and just working the kids all summer and things like that, to have it all come together on a night like that, just, it felt great. It did. It was a wonderful, wonderful. And congratulations to you, all the coaches, the boys, uh, the moms, the, you know, the frontliners, everyone kind of, get, I like to say, puts their hand in the pile to make this all happen. Uh, just hats off to you guys. It was a it was a member of anyone who was fortunate enough to make their way to Alliance. Um, they're going to have a game. Not only... Uh, just probably one of the best football games experiences that they're going to come across. Like I said, I've been to a ton of games, and then, like I said, I mean, I've been to White House at Penn State. I've been to the first night game, Notre Dame, Michigan, where they're going in the triple overtimes and sitting in alliance watching you guys bring that home that victory. That was a, that was fantastic, Coach. Um, now, we always announce our Primanti player of the game. Now, usually if I'm there, I'll pick the guy. If I'm not, you have the coaches rally him up. I'd like this week, if we could, Give the team the Permani card and let them vote themselves on the play because I. Well, I'm going to tell you. Yeah. Here's what I was going to say. You're going to put it on me. I was going to say. Right, here's the deal. I'm putting it on you, and here's my nominees, and there was a bunch. So. Yeah, I, I mean, between 
you know, I mean, you know, I, I would say, you know, Zach, I mean, how can you not give it to Zach? But you got the INT by number four in the line. I mean, you got a little bit of a breakout game, I think, by number five. You got those D tackles kind of tearing it up. Uh, and again, you got Chase with the big field goal when you needed some points on the board. So, gentlemen, if you're listening, um, you guys are going to be handed the gift card. Maybe not in hand, but you guys are going to take the vote and uh, and uh, give that to the teammate. Because, again, I, if, I, if I had the ability... I'd be handing a gift card out to all you gentlemen. Uh, just a great, fantastic effort. And as always, if we forget to mention anybody out there, I mean, just uh, I'm in the stands talking to parents, talking to family and friends, and, uh, you know, I'm scribbling down notes. So if I miss a play, which I miss a ton of them, um, you know, it doesn't mean that your kid was any less deserving of uh, any uh, accolades on, uh, kind of again, putting their hand in the pile. But, uh, Coach, East this week, quick thoughts. Great, great challenge. Uh, you know, uh, now certainly means a heck of a lot. You, you start thinking about, you know, trying to, to stack these things together. It's our last non-conference game. Uh, it's a team that we lost to last year. Uh, we just got the call a few minutes ago uh, announcing that we're going to be uh, uh, WKBN uh, game of the week. So Ooh, the, the, the like TV is going to be here. So that tells you right there. Uh, it's one of the, the eyes of the Valley are, are going to be on uh, Bo Ryan Stadium Friday night. And, uh, um, there's one other little surprise, uh, maybe, maybe that, that, that'll come out of this. Uh, uh, we hope maybe we get a guest that's real special to our players coming in, but uh, they'll probably be able to figure that out by me saying that, but I'm not sure if that's going to happen. Uh, it, it's, you know, again, we put ourselves in a situation where we get to play in another big game, and that, that's all you, all you ask for. And if we can, you know, somehow go out and perform the way we're capable, that'll keep happening for us uh, week in and week out. And then they'll just get bigger and bigger. And to, in our mind, as a as a program, that, that's more fun. And uh, you, you do this to get yourself put in games like this. And uh, we're just really excited. Can't wait for Friday. Awesome stuff. Once again, you listen to the 2019 Niles McKinley Red Dragon Football Podcast, powered by Brandon Miller State Farm Insurance. And we like to say, go! Dragons! Welcome to the 2019 Niles McKinley Red Dragons Football Podcast, powered by Brandon Miller State Farm Insurance, located in Niles. Welcome to our first 2019 Red Dragon Player Spotlight, and today we're joined with the standout center defensive lineman Nick Tress, number 50, the senior. Nick, first of all, before we get into the nooks and crannies of what you bring to the table, congratulations, junior teammate. A fabulous win last Friday against Alliance. Kind of just take us through that whole experience and bring it at home. Well, we just came out. Coach Perry gave us the game plan. He just said, let's keep it close till the fourth quarter. We just kept battling. And, I mean, it was a fight. Don't get me wrong, but in the end, it worked out for us. It definitely worked out. I mean, uh, I mean, it, I thought the great part was, I mean, you know, it's what, 28-10, 28-17, you guys kept chopping back, chopping back, and, you, you know, finally get that lead, 38, or 32-28. Yep. Um, the emotions of just the game, the back and forth of it all, I mean, uh, how'd you guys just keep your guys' mindset knowing that, you know, you're going to give this all four quarters? Well, coming into it, we're taught all off season just keep fighting, keep battling. As long as we're going 100%, it'll come out nice for us. Like I noticed all the last years before we give up, 
we'd only be a one-half team or we wouldn't finish all four quarters, but we really came out strong and got it done. Nick, I think you bring up a great point because I, I do think that was one of the things last year. Last year you guys would put such great quarters together, maybe a half, but that consistency to put a four-quarter game together kind of was absent, but this is what you guys, I think, are bringing to the table in 2019. So when you guys are in that alliance game, I mean, at what point do you kind of get the sense the tides were turning in your favor? And I mean, I think as a crowd, we were sitting there, you could kind of pick the momentum up, like you guys were making the tackles, you guys were making the first downs, you guys were holding them on defense. But for you, when did that sense of, uh, I mean, was it the final INT when Al and I started returning that thing where you're like, we finally got her, or was there a little sense before that? I mean, here and there, like, that big play to Seth in the first half, that got me going. And then it was just like, Zach scrambled to Jeremy. That's when I really thought we're going to take this home. That's awesome stuff. Once again, Nick Tresty, standout center, D-lineman here on the Red Dragon Player Spotlight, talking a little Niles Red Dragon football. So, Nick, I mean, kind of just, you know, the the parents, the audience, the community is listening to you right now. Just kind of, you know, how did you get, you know, when did you start playing and, and kind of take us through the, the Pop Warner days? I started when I was six. My mom didn't like it. She kept telling me, play flag football for a couple of years. <laughs> I don't want you getting hurt, but... Me and my dad, we convinced her to let me play. I know my first year down there, I got a most improved player. It being my first year, I uh, started halfway through the season. And then me and a lot of the guys in there, we just kept it going throughout the years. And you've kept it going. I mean, have you always had the size? Uh, Not totally. I put it on more going into freshman year. I used to be like one of the shortest linemen and then just like six, seven inches over a year and a half. See, that never happened to me. I've always been the shortest one and I remain the shortest one. Um, for you, I mean, uh, you now everyone prior to us doing the interview was saying, hey, you're getting Nick. Nick's a great kid. He's the jokester of the team. He keeps everybody loose. Uh, do you kind of agree with that? You Are uh, you the jokester, the fun guy? I mean, I joke around a lot, but... Uh, I don't know. There's definitely a group of us, like Brandon Hayes. He's a good joker. David Mays. Kyle gets a few ones in there. <laughs> just overall, like, none of us are, like, that strict. We all just like to go out and have fun. Definitely. Now, now for you, now, I, I, now Coach Perry just left. And I, we're, we're, now, what what's the voice and what, there's a name for it. What do you guys do that makes him crazy? And I think he said one of the episodes there. Yeah, there's a name for it. There's some voice you guys do. Oh, the gasser voice. The gasser voice. Can you do yeah. the gasser voice? No, I don't do it. You need to talk to uh, Romero. Okay. He's a good one with it. Caleb, Cole, both of them, they get it going and drives Coach crazy all the time. So you've witnessed the gasser voice oh, of yeah. Coach Perry? Yep. It'll be at the most random times. Sometimes I don't think he's around and they're doing it, and then he just comes out of nowhere, starts yelling at him, which, in the end, like, I think it's pretty funny. I don't know if he just does it just to, like, make him, like, kind of like, <laughs> conscious about it, but, no, they're silly. Awesome. Now, now you are the, I mean, you know, a lot of times, and I don't think this would be any different, I mean, the center is kind of like the brain trust. That's another quarterback. I mean, you're the guy seeing the front seeing what defense is doing, kind of, you know, getting guys in order, keeping guys in line. Um, which, you know, 
going through that, what I just said, I mean, what's it like just kind of you and Zach and, and your camaraderie together kind of working as one to keep this offensive unit gelling? Well, really, it's not so much me and Lenny. It's uh, there being four seniors on the line. We're all three-year lettermen. We're going to be three-year lettermen. So, like, we all just kind of have a feel. But, I don't know, I I like to watch a lot of films. So, I'm able to really, like, pick up what they're doing. Nice. Now, you're a film junkie. Yeah. I love film junkies. How much do you like pick it. up usually? If you, I mean, uh, you know, what are the tendencies that you love? Uh, this is what I ask all the college guys that are going through the draft process when I bring them on the show. I mean, uh, is there a particular moment, maybe this year, where you're breaking down film, you're watching film all week, and then Friday night what you watched on tape kind of, you know, unfolds in front of you and you're able to make a, a call or pick up a tendency from the defense and it kind of leads to a positive play? Oh, yeah. Uh, just this week, the uh, nose guard, I realized that uh, he couldn't use his hands. Got into him real easy. That helped especially on those pass plays, not driving me back. And then just uh, picking up a lot of blitzes off the end. Uh, McGinnis and Zach Cicero, they did a good job at doing that. I think we all just work well as like one big unit up front. Yeah, and that's what you have to have a cohesive unit up front. I mean, mm -hmm. that's on both sides of the ball, but I think that speaks more volumes for the offensive line. You guys all being one unit and, and kind of doing your thing. Once again, Nick Tress here on the first player spotlight for the Red Dragon 2019 season. Um, Nick, this was the big win. This was the staple win for you guys. You went on the road. You beat a quality team. Now, this is what I'm concerned about. I don't want you guys getting too big-headed. you got East coming in this week. Who's going to be the voice or reason to make sure you guys aren't getting too cocky, too complacent, and you guys are going to kind of stay to, you know, keep your nose to the grindstone and keep this thing going? I'd say definitely our uh, captains, all five of our captains. I feel real strong about them. Joe Gallo, Aaron Klein, uh, Sean Weiss, David Mays, and uh, – Lenny, they all just kind of uh, keep us going, especially even just all the seniors as a group. We all just like pushing each other, pushing the young, the young kids more. Whether it's even like even on special teams, we try to get each other going. That's awesome. And, and, and for you, you guys get home. Uh, you have the police escort. What was that like? That was crazy. I I was sitting there and I just happened to look up. And I see a cop in front of us, and I start joking around. I was like, hey, we're getting a police escort. I tell a couple of buddies around me, and they just look, and then I see the flash, the lights flicker on, and I was like, I just called that. I had no idea. I mean, I felt that's like 200 IQ right there. <laughs> and you being the jokester, I mean, uh, is, there a, is there a point during the day, what point do you kind of go from happy Nick Tress to a line machine, you know, bulldozing, you know, killer out there. When's that that when's that that switch get flipped? As soon as the helmet goes on. Yeah? Yep. On the sideline, you know, I can joke around sometimes, but as soon as I strap on that helmet, get out there, it's full go. It it, it was full go. Nick, um again, fabulous job. I I was one of the most exciting games I've been to and I've been to a ton of football games from the NFL level, collegiate level, every year for God knows how long. And uh, watching what you guys were able to do 
Friday night at Mount Union was uh, just just a joyous moment. I, I can't imagine how excited you guys had to be kind of putting all this hard work in and kind of seeing some of the fruits of your labor. Um, before we let you go, though, if you ever listen, we do like to have a little bit of fun with you guys. We call it three and out. Uh, a few off-the-wall questions. You ready to take a shot with some of those? Yeah. All right. Um, now, the gasser. Who was the inventor of the gas? The gas the uh, I believe Romero. Okay. Yeah. He's done it, like, as long as I've known him. All right. So definitely him. Now, you're an offensive lineman, and I always reserve this for when we do the collegiate shows with the offensive lineman prospects. Usually the linemen are the bigger guys. That means you guys are the bigger eaters. Who's the biggest eater amongst the group? And what's the most impressive uh, meal you've seen? Probably me or McGinnis. <laughs> uh, when we go over our coaches, Coach Connell, he uh, likes to invite a lot of the line over. First time I made this man burger. <laughs> it, was, it was bun, burger, cut up hot dog. <laughs> Another burger, like ketchup, mustard, pickles, just, this thing was huge, and I ate it all. You have a nickname? Good. No, people just call me Tress. What's the funniest nickname on the team? How'd they get it? Um, I don't even know. Sometimes, probably Maze. Sometimes we call him Nipple Boy. (laughs) (laughs) He, uh... But how does he get nipple boy? That's just he got like a cyst or something in his nipple. Okay. And it was real like puffed up. It was so (laughs) gross too. But definitely like when I'm older, like 40, 50, I'm always gonna remember that. (laughs) And the final one before we let you go. um, And again, we appreciate you taking some time. Um, Female celebrities. We always like to ask the kids if you could take any female celebrity out for a quick bite to eat. Um, who are you going to take on a little dinner date? Ooh, that's a good question. Uh, you answer exactly like every college prospect that comes on the show. Ooh, great question. i probably have to go with uh, Camila Cabello. Nice. Pretty good looking. <laughs> yeah. I listen to a lot of her music, too. I mean, it's not like hype music or anything, but I don't know. I just like the music. Excellent stuff. Well, Nick, hey, man, we appreciate you stopping by. We always like to stay stay hungry, stay hungry, be blessed, and uh, best of luck to you guys not only this week against East, but for the rest of the season. Thank you. Thank you. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.